enhancing tourism in our digital space and focusing on sustainable agriculture technology. But where are the numbers? And how much will the farming industry benefit off $100 million into agri-tech. Well, um, dairy farmer and professor at Lincoln University, Dr Jacqueline Roweth, joins us now. Morning to you. Good morning, Kate. What are your initial thoughts on this? I'm very confused by what they're trying to achieve because we already are a centre for agricultural sustainability expertise. That is why delegations from other countries come to see how we do it. Exactly. So what are they talking about? What sort of tech do they mean? Where is that 100 million going to go? It's not actually terribly clear, but uh, saying that they're going to be investing with Finisterre, which is a Californian company, and that company involves Bayer Agrochemicals, is another very confusing thing. Uh, Finisterre is working with New Zealand, Australia, and indeed Israel to particularly focus on increasing uh, agriculture in Africa, And one of the confusions is that Bayer, with its focus on agrochemicals, that's quite antithetical, oppositional to all the statements about regenerative agriculture that the government's already invested 57 million into, because regenerative avoids agrochemicals. It's crazy, isn't it? I mean, what about, I mean, could it help sustainable farming? Because, I mean, isn't getting to net carbon soil virtually impossible? Well, that's all of this net carbon food. It's not possible unless you have offsets. New Zealand has such beautiful soils that it already has a lot of carbon in it. If you've got mm, uh, run out, overused uh, dust bowl cropping soil, you can build up organic matter by bringing in animals and fertilizer. But New Zealand is mostly under permanent pasture. And that is the ideal for building up and holding soil carbon. So we're left with only trees, but the document says they want to reduce reliance on trees. So that is more confusion. How are farmers feeling about all this at the moment? You know, regulations one minute, supposedly yeah. getting help the next. It, it is, it's difficult, isn't it? That is a very good point. And yes, the thing that any government could do immediately is to say, actually, the number of regulations, the amount of paperwork is bonkers. You're having to produce the same data, but in slightly different ways for different companies and different regions and stats, NZ, the IRD, all of these pieces of paperwork taking 30% of their time. That's the estimate from farmers. And of course, it's time after normal working day, which should be spent with family and children. Mm. So it's not good. And the, the whole the world in New Zealand could say, let's put a hold on that while we sort it out, make things a bit more sensible, because what we need is a productive primary sector. We already are export-led, and the uh, exports are led by the New Zealand farmers we, and growers. We need to make them, enable them to be productive when what we see from the Stats NZ productivity data is that since all this regulation cam- came in, the productivity has been going backwards. That the, the release of regulation and the paperwork could be done quite simply. Yeah. And that would bring hope to farmers that they'll have a vibrant business for the future and allow the younger generation to think this is a great sector. Exactly right. Well, I hope they're listening, Jacqueline, because you make a lot of sense. Thank you very much for being with us. Uh, it just feels like they don't get it, doesn't it? That's Dr Jacqueline Ralph, by the way, dairy farmer and professor at Lincoln Uni. Um, it just feels like an election ploy. Like they don't really, truly understand the plight of farmers. For more from Early Edition with Kate Hawksby, listen live to News Talk ZB from 5am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.